Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 83rd episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse 20th Anniversary Edition. Leech War. Storms of the Past. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora. She's an Aruna in the Geta Fenris. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle, also known as Guards the Low. He's a Philodox of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm George. I'm playing Roy Mindscape. He is a Ragabosh with the Stargazers. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, speaks in sweet whispers. He is a Theurge of the Silent Striders. Hello, my name's Thomas. I play Dimitri Howells in Memory, Lupus Galliard of the Bone Nars. After their exile, Cora, Roy, Mark, and Dimitri did various tasks around Colorado Springs to get acclimated to their new life, explaining to the Bone Nars that they stayed with that they were not going to give them the location of the Sacred Stone, though Dimitri did give them the name of Stephen Town Hall. At the Sept, those Bonars attacked and stole the cubs, or at least attempted to, when stopped by Kyle, who then watched them get executed by Brian First Wolf, forcing Malcolm to accept the honorable surrender from Fate Dancer and claiming the Sept of the Sacred Stone as his own. In the city, Roy was ambushed by Nicholas, who told Roy that he was a zealot and a monster, and wished to prove his point. Ripping Roy's throat out in a local bookstore, Roy shifted into Krynos and slaughtered everyone within. All that death in a public place raised several eyebrows, and brought charges of terrorism happening in Colorado Springs. Dimitri was approached by Veronica, distraught when she found out that Kirby, one of her saviors, was killed. Dimitri attempted to comfort her while obfuscating his own involvement in the murder of the vampire. Veronica, however, figured it out and called Dimitri a monster and told him to stay away from her for forever. Several days later, the Geta Fenris arrived, and at the head of their army, it was one Tatiana Guts the Weak. Jarl Hammer in hand, she demanded the execution of Fate Dancer. Malcolm resisted, but when discovering that she allowed Howling King on the council, knowing that he was possessed, his tune changed, and Fate Dancer demanded a Philodox to judge her before any execution was carried out. Tatiana agreed, believing it was only fair to give Fate Dancer a just trial. In the city, several days even further on, Cora, Dimitri, Mark, and Roy were awoken and were greeted by Carson faces the storm, alive and well it seemed, claiming that he had not died, and that he was here to rectify all the trouble that the rumors of his death had started. Warning Kyle, Kyle prepared something to try and keep the Sept of the Sacred Stone safe from Carson's machinations. Arriving Carson explained that he had been killed and that a Bane took his form in the Underworld and pretended to be him while Howling King's newfound political ambitions were just that, 
newfound political ambitions. The story started to fall apart, however, when Tatiana and Wormherder noticed that every time someone disbelieved that Carson was still alive, a small bruise formed and regenerated away. Tatiana, suspicious, has called over Malcolm, First Wolf, and Guards of the Low to speak in private. Kyle, as you're pulled aside by Tatiana Guts the Weak, you, Malcolm, Wormherder, and F Brian, First Wolf, now stand apart from the rest of the set as she gives kind of a wry smile at Wormherder and then looks at you as she goes, I saw the glint in your eye. You saw it, yes? As Malcolm replies, I saw it. Every time someone expressed disbelief, he bruised, like words were blades to his body, but then he would regenerate them, quickly. This is an odd thing. Kyle, could this be related to your suspicion that he isn't truly back or alive? Yes, absolutely. He had mentioned something in our combat, or preceding it, I suppose. Something about he was working with the good doctor. And he had said earlier that he had done something that would let him feel his Garu strength again. I had thought he meant this as he had done something that would allow him to be strong in combat again. But maybe he meant it more as uh, he would be able to return. The good doctor, Malcolm says as he starts to contemplate. Hmm. First wolf, do you know of any of this? You're not. I assumed it was a curse that was perhaps put on him, something lingering. No, I've never heard of such a thing before, or that name. Tatiana speaks up. Well, the Gorel went to war to not bring back a Silver Fang, so I doubt they would start now. So it only makes sense that something else has happened. A good doctor, you say? I don't know. An interesting name or title. So very almost mundane, isn't it? The one that we worked with in the Abyss did not take kindly to that name. But after we defeated him, well, we didn't share many more words after that. There didn't seem to be much of a point. I see. This is interesting, and this makes this whole situation with the Karen oh, far more interesting. Wouldn't you say, First Wolf, does your blood not boil at the thought of possibly a truly interesting fight, rather than the dregs that the worm tries to throw at us, the poisonous homids with their acidic pus and their gaping maws of barbed tongues? I seek to destroy the worm the same as you do, guts the weak youth. And I would sooner look without at the enemies that come here and spawn and continue to grow and poison this place versus shifting our ire to a bunch of young warriors here. True, but now we have to think. An undying elder, what if we kill this body and it simply returns? What if his bodies are unending and unequal in strength? There are new factors to consider, wouldn't you say, Malcolm? First wolf. Child, 
I can't disagree. If he did come back once, twice, maybe that death is enough to drive someone to madness, and I would hate to have a undying elder spiral instead. Agreed. Though crossing the veil of death already speaks to something unnatural, that's the pro- that is the whole purpose of your war in the city, your failing war in the city. Don't disagree on any point. I think we need to observe this, Carson. I know he has eyes for you, Kyle guards the low. His eyes came to you. There was something in them. I know hate when I see it, but it seems that he doesn't want to act on it. His story seems... convenient. Does it not? Oh, I believe... uh, Well, I believe almost none of his story. And frankly, I know he was dead. We did the right over his body. I spoke at the right. Hmm. Admittedly, if something brought him back, I doubt the right would matter much. Very true. Now we need to know whether this resurrection is for good or ill. I did not sense any worm on him, nor did my thurges, which makes me think that there's at least some purity to this resurrection, but the scent is sometimes fickle, as we all know. And so we must find out, for if it is of good, we could bring back many great warriors as they fall, resurrect them so that they can continue the fight of the fight against the worm in full strength and splendor. If it is of ill, then we must seek them out and rend them and make sure that this unnatural wound is stitched closed. I would hate to see us become anything like the leeches. Oh, agreed. But the leeches naturally smell the worm. Their unlife comes at the cost of the blood of the living. We need to know what the cause of this. As we know, legend says that the bear folk could resurrect their own. And we think that the worm influenced them so that they would not share it with us as Gaian warriors died. So the legends say. Let us observe, for now. This presents an interesting twist and may even explain your fate dancers erratic behavior. She looks at Malcolm and smiles as you sense the leverage she has. So it would seem, Malcolm speaks up, we will have to look into this and we will have to use all of our wits to figure it out and all of our wisdom, even if Fate Dancer proved that it lapsed on occasion. But, well, guts the weak, Rhea. I wish to start planning, but I also wish to make preparations. Kyle, uh, Graham's right of the departed is tomorrow. Of course. I'll be ready. I, I cannot take away the exile of your companions to make sure that this transition of power and their potentially putting this Karen at risk cannot be forgiven. But let them know, if you may, they're allowed to return to Sept Grounds and watch the rite if they so choose, but they will not be able to participate with us. I'll do so. Thank you. Meanwhile in the city, the night has come as you all sleep. Dimitri, you feel the cold winds of winter swirling around you, on four legs, weak, barely moving. You feel the bite of winter on your back as you move forward, 
before you reach the warm spot as your mother holds you and your siblings in the den. The winds blow outside as you see your family, your fellow pups, as you live with your mother out in the wilderness. I am going to go towards the den. You go towards the den as you move through and you look down. You see one of the pups jump and press upon you, playing, howling, laughing. As the old man of the woods, the two-legged one, smiles. You can't really get a good look at his face. It's too, t- too high up. And craning your neck is unadvised while playing with the little puppy teeth of your littermate. He laughs as you see a flash of red slam down and your mother scarf it down. There's a laugh, some joy, and you return to the den. You wake up again in the night and the warmth is gone. The wind is howling and you're all alone in the den with the footprints of your mother and siblings moving off into the snow and quickly being consumed by the storm. I'm going to look around the den and when I realize they're not here, I'm going to brace myself for the cold and step into the storm and try to follow those prints. You step into the storm as you start moving, chest high, wiggling and struggling. The storm breaks and you can follow the footprints nicely and easily. I'll howl to see if I can find them, if I can hear them and follow the sound. There is no sound, no, no nothing. Your howls echo in the day, bouncing against trees. The only thing that replies to you is silence itself. I'm going to keep following the tracks as far as I can. You follow the tracks and you see the grisly scene. Your siblings' spines cracked under boot and the bullet wound in your mother on her side, blood gushing. Are there other tracks? Are there... It's empty. Just the bodies and the quiet. And I'll try to nudge them to get them to move again. The only thing left of them is the residual of the warmth, like embers of a dying fire. And unsure what to do, I'll let out a morning howl and whine you, and try to cuddle up against the bodies for warmth. You howl and cuddle against the bodies, the cold ra- raging before you hear the crunches of footsteps. As you hear, what's this? Oh, poor little pup. As it's the kind man of the woods, come here. As he dips his hands down and lifts you slowly. You get the slight imprint of crimson on his boots and then the smell, he pets you. You feel comfort wash over you. There, there. It's okay. No one, no one could have predicted this. No one knows why these things happen. As you get the smell of gunpowder on his hands, your mother's blood on his hands, as you look up and your human face looks down at you, I'll protect you as you wake up in your cardboard palace. And Dimitri will wake up with a start. Roy, you feel the kick of a dog hit you right in the face. Oh, God. <laughs> Oi. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Roy. Okay. I just had, had a bad dream. 
You want to talk about it? Uh, it's from a long time ago. I... A long time ago when my my family died. They were killed when I was a pup. And I was reliving it again. And the the human that found me, when he picked me up, I I saw my own face. My my Hamid face. Roy will uh scoot over and nudge and give Dimitri a hug. And Dimitri is going to do the dog equivalent of hugging him back. <laughs> or the the wolf equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> Losing family is hard, but seeing yourself as both Hamid and Pup, multiple meanings in this dream. Well, maybe I can help explain some of it. When when the humans took me in, one of the one of the keepers, the caretakers, was an old man named Dimitri, and while I was growing up before my first change, I I always wanted to be free. I would try to break out, I would try to escape, and I I think he knew that I always wanted to be let loose, but he never could. He never could do that. And when I couldn't take it anymore, when the rage built up inside of me when I went through my first frenzy. He was one of the people that was in the way, one of the first people that I ran into on my way out. And I can remember every second of it. And so that I would never forget his kindness and where I came from, I took his name for my Hamid form. You carry quite a burden with you. It's one... I believe you need to move on from now. Do not forget what you've been through and what and what you've learned. And Shut up, I'm not final days. Go to bed. Keegan, what difficulty do I need to roll for Ent Enigmas? For it it would be dream interpretation and that is diff eight. Uh, it sounds like uh Dimitri's dream is based in guilt because the man who shot and killed his siblings is the one who tried to comfort him after he found the bodies and the man at the woods had his face. Literally the whole thing that I thought too, Dimitri, you must move on. You cannot keep bottling and keeping this guilt inside. It's always best to learn from experience, but if you can learn from others experience too, that way you do not have to go through the same pain and suffering. This man that you hold in such high esteem is also not the, the same man that should should be held in, as such. He has served his purpose and you have grown from it, but now continue to grow. Grow past this pup into an adult. So... I guess Cora will open her eyes a bit and kind of just like blindly point at where she thinks the voice, like each of their voices are coming from first at dim and let go of your guilt. That's the past. Our concerns are for the future. Ragnarok's coming. Stop. And then she'll like 
swing her hand, like her finger at both of them. I'm not final days. I like to sleep. If you're going to continue talking, go outside. <laughs> and she'll kind of close her eyes and just like roll over and try and get back to sleep. Do not mind her. While she likes to sleep, there is growth to be had now. It is up to you, though. Do you grow into an adult past this pup? Or do you continue to lay stagnant, reliving the past? And so, you guys kind of fall back asleep. As the next day comes, at the Karen, Kyle, you see faces the storm arrive towards you as he goes. Guards the low. Faces the storm. It's good to be back. It seems things have changed, and I wanted to say I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Do you mind if I walk with you? I know that you were going to talk to your exiled friends about the right of the departed, and I'm not technically part of this Karen, which means I am within my rights to speak with them, if need be. Of course, you're more than welcome. I wasn't planning on visiting them in person, but we certainly can. It'll give us a good opportunity to talk anyway. Good, yes. Lead the way, please. You're the expert. Thank you, of course, of course. And away we go. Away you go. You take a couple of the shorter routes just so that you're not late to the the right as you get to the couple of really run-down boxes. You notice, like, the dog prints over them. One's been bent slightly as if someone hit it, possibly trying to point to someone in the middle of the night. Cora. Yes? Girl, wake up, I guess. <laughs> as you see Kyle and Carson faces the storm in your alleyway. I don't want to see you, she says, pointing at, at Carson. And points at, <laughs> at Kyle. What's up? Uh, the Rite of the Departed is going to be performed for Graham. Everyone who is exiled is welcome to watch, but not attend. Not participate. Cora's a little stunned. When? Carson speaks up today. His body has been held in the colder parts of the Cairn, it seems, after he was killed by some bone nargs who tried to abduct, abduct some pups. Cora will stop for a minute and start putting like two and two together. And she's getting real mad at this point <laughs> since the, the bonars that, they, that had befriended them within, in town tried to damage their community. Um, I will definitely be there. Um, you said bonars, but four of them? Yes. And Kyle will narrow his eyes. Are they dead? Of course. Good. They were in town and we ran into them at the homeless shelter. They befriended us. Befriended, I guess, is a strong word. And? And they asked where the sept was. Uh, out of character. And? Out you of character. You, you didn't, didn't tell them. them. You didn't tell them. Right. We didn't tell them. But they did ask. The anger and tension will literally melt off of Kyle's face. <laughs> <laughs> of like, I'm gonna have to kill my pack mate right now. Into... Everything is the normal amount of bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to kill my pack mate. Fantastic. <laughs> Best news I've heard all day. <laughs> Always yet. Always yet. 
<laughs> feels like. That's true. Did we? Yep. Yeah. A certain certain Dimitri told them where uh, told them the name Veronica and the name Stephen with a ragabosh in their group. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, and get anyone else who would like to come and we'll go. I'll let the boys know. So, Coral kind of kicked Dimitri and Roy awake. Get up. Oi. Don't oi at me. Get up. Two times, one night. I will fucking kill you where you stand. Get the fuck up. We're going That's to a funeral. Funeral? For who? For my den father. Now get up. What happened? He died. Like talking to Dimitri's brick wall. You too, Dimitri. Dimitri. Okay. Up and at him. Now. Break this down. You can at least say please. Nope. And Coral will walk out. <laughs> Alright. As you guys start heading back, Carson steps back a little bit and looks at Roy. Roy. Yes, Carson. I have a lead on a leech that was going to go after tonight. Would you be interested in joining me for the hunt? Might get you some better standing with the Karen, since you'll be returning in, what, nine days? What's the name of the leech? I have a location. I don't have a name, unfortunately. It seems that this leech has is a necromancer of some kind, able to control the dead. You know, I still don't trust you. Then don't. Then watch my actions. But would you like to put down a leech or not? Roy will start rolling his head back and forth in thought. The tension is there. I would. But it's not just going to be you and me. Dimitri, would you care to join us? It wouldn't feel right to let you go off on your own with someone that should be dead. Should be dead. <laughs> you boys. I, I, I'm I, sorry, you missed the entire conversation of what actually happened, so I'll forgive the slip of the tongue. It wasn't a slip of the tongue. This, we performed then... the rights. You should be dead. Performed the rights on something. Something. There was lots of mangled corpses there. Dimitri, I wouldn't be surprised if you just took a patch of white fur as a silver fang in the clutches of whatever happened at the winter fang. I've also heard rumor of black spiral throwbacks who have white fur as well. Perhaps you performed the right unduly on the corpse of an enemy. Once again, um, in the heat, heat of the moment, these things are forgivable, and I won't say a word to anyone. Before I say much more out of character, could I, uh, I want to use perfect recall. Okay, go for it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and, and use a point of gnosis. Um, and did we perform the rites on the actual body? Of oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So Dimitri is going to look Carson dead in the eyes and say, you forget my deed name. I don't forget. You are dead. You are not alive. As you, uh, can I get a perception alertness, Dimitri? Difficulty a seven because you're looking right at him. You notice a bruise form on his cheek pretty prominently for just a flash before it regenerates back. Then why do you bruise when I say that you're dead? And I know for a fact that you are dead. What's your willpower? Oh, willpower. At the moment, my temporary willpower is at four. Uh, what's your permanent? Uh, permanent is seven. 
as he smiles, he looks at you, and he speaks with a strange bit of sweetness as he goes, I would prefer if you stop bringing that up until after the vampire hunt. And so you are compelled to do that entirely and not to risk it. Was that vocally or he, he said it? He, he said it low and quiet to Dimitri, so you guys could make a perception alertness diff 8 to hear it. Yes, please. I can't type. Damn. Oh. Kyle, you heard it. Yeah, but Okay. I will stay quiet despite having heard it. As you guys get back to the sept, you see the whole Karen there. It feels very eerie as people acknowledge Kyle and Carson, but seem to like not notice you at all. They'll even bump into you as if you aren't there and brush their shoulders. As they come out, as you see Gabriella crying, Jacob is just like, his face is dead. He's almost partially dragged out, breathing softly as everyone gathers. As you see, Fate Dancer, separated from everyone else and surrounded by several of Malcolm's guards. It's quiet. The wind blows as you see the community gather together with four standing outside of it, away from it, apart from it. When finally, Julia Silver Scribe steps forward and says, we are here to celebrate the life of Graham Wildspeaker. He was a den father. He was not mine, but he took the job joyfully and even sacrificed rank. And so we give him the rank of Adrian now in his passing, for he stood bravely for the pups of this Karen. Graham Wildspeaker was one who raised several pups, who did it joyously and learned much of our tribes and our nation's lore and he gleefully passed it on the joys i saw in his face when pups would go through their rite of challenge and become true cleoth was an ecstasy rarely seen in anything else and we stand here now to remember him together all of us i was a friend of graham wildspeaker he was like my younger brother, and he was truly one of the greats and could have been one of the greatest lore keepers if his time was not cut short. As she steps back and the sept awaits for the next to step forward. Kyle will step forward. I was a friend, a friend of Graham Wildspeaker. He was not only denfather to me, but many of the pups in the sept. He was a fierce warrior, a fair judge, and the ideal the children of Gaia should strive for. He showed me the kind of Garu that I want to be. Distant Song steps forward. I was a friend to Graham Wildspeaker, for he helped raise me, showed me what it meant to be Garu, showed me everything I needed. He was patient and he was kind and he will forever be missed. Louis Earthwalker steps forward. I was a friend to Graham Wildspeaker. I was the den father before him and saw within him a worthy successor. Him who would show the next generation Gaia's face and her love. I will miss him. Malcolm steps forward. I was a friend to Graham Wildspeaker. For though we were different in our goals 
at odds sometimes. He was truly a Garu who wished for all to learn and all to thrive within our nation. As he steps away, Bloodwind speaks out, saying, I was a friend to Graham Wildspeaker. He was good at what he did, taught many pups without the ape chatter. He was Garu. One of Malcolm's troops comes forward and they say their departing words, far more shallow, of course, than everyone else's, as it starts to get down and First Wolf steps forward. I was a friend to Graham Wildspeaker. I know only of the warriors that he put in the field and the quality of the guru that were raised by him. It gets around and all is silent as heads turn and they look at Gabriella and Jacob, who remain silent, all eyes on them constantly and expectantly. As Gabriella tries to, to shake, she, she, go, she, she looks around, you see this fear in her eyes as the sudden need for public speaking in the middle of grief strikes her full in the face and she chatters, her teeth clamoring as she tries to speak and she goes, I, I was a friend, I was a friend. As she just, she can't and she keeps crying as the Garu simply watch for her to finish her sentence. Kyle, you're nearby. How nearby? <laughs> Close enough to where you can like shuffle over. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that and just like gently pat her back and whisper very low, it's okay, just say what you can. I was a friend to Graham Wildspeaker. He showed me who I could be and who I wanted to become. All eyes then on Jacob as he's still silent, his eyes kind of glazed as he takes a kind of a deep breath. I... I I wasn't a friend to Graham Wildspeaker because with this strange power, I murdered those who were close to me. And then when he taught me to control it and I tried, I failed him in his hour of need. I have no power and he showed me how powerless I am. And so I can't be worthy to be his friend. So I'm not a friend of Wildspeaker. I'm a failure and I failed him when I, I just as he just collapses and starts crying. Silver Scribe speaks up. The rite is done. May he find the everlasting forest of our ancestors and let him join them there or be born quickly so that he may fight in the coming end as a Cleoth again. Gaia will watch over him and we will hold his memory close to our hearts. As you see them, her walk over to a pile of stones and places a stone upon his body. As the next Garu comes, and the next Garu comes, as they start to place the stones. Kyle will place his, and then walk back next to the pups. You three watch over as you see the community sort of finish up. The right done. As you see two Garu walking, they once again treat you as non-wolves. As you hear the two members of Older Brother talking, that means that they'll have to pick a new den father soon. <laughs> Preferably from Older Brother, though perhaps, perhaps we can find another. Few galleyards came with us. Perhaps a third, though. Seems that the spiritual health of this place could be improved. Kyle, what would you like to do? Are the pups still, like, pretty much just there? Yeah. Sad uh, and alone? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then, yeah, I will 
spend time with them and with uh, Jacob in particular. Okay. I will lean down to him and say, it's not a failing to be young. As he kind of it's not his, a failing to learn. As he wipes his tears and he goes, I'm older than you, man. Yeah, but I've been doing this for a few years. It takes time. And honestly, if it had been me and Graham there, we'd both be dead. I don't know how you do this. Hard. Some people do this by finding something. A drive. A need. Usually you find it in their deed name. Okay. I get that. It... It might not help to say, but it it gets easier because the losses are frequent. So not the good kind of easier. Warm Herder speaks up. Not at all. You two will be under my care from now on. At least until we can find a new den father for you. Or den mother. Or den parent. Depending on who takes the position. Come on, has he... P- Malcolm in his towering six foot or seven foot frame picks up Jacob and gets him on his feet as he kind of goes, you were born under the full moon. You'll have to carry your weight. Excellent words. Guards low. Thanks, Worm Herder. And I know they'll be in good hands until a replacement can be found. This was not what I wanted for this Karen. Wasn't what I wanted either. But you had no hand in this. True, true. We'll get it sorted. We'll get this place protected. Make sure nothing like this ever happens again. With or without my pack here. You can be damn sure of that. I believe it. And I trust you. I see your pack is still about. Offer them some words. I bet they could use it. Since they couldn't escape with everyone else's. I suppose so. Remember, words and thoughts can be eggs and hatch spirits. Make sure they hatch into the right kind. Thank you. And Kyle will walk off towards Cora, since that's the only one he can interact with. Yes. <laughs> and when Kyle gets to Cora, What does he say? He doesn't say shit. He just oh. wraps you in a big hug. Cora will gratefully, not joyfully, but gratefully receive the hug. And yeah, just fight tears. She will fight tears. Because she can do that later when it's not embarrassing. She'll really get into that hug. Like, giant hug. I still love you guys, but do not trust Carson. If the other two go off with him, follow them and let me know. I will. Who has the headset Roy. right now? Roy. It went back yeah. to Roy like immediately. Like, it was on loan. Okay, it wasn't cool. My... Okay, cool. <laughs> It goes that now. Like, <laughs> sorry, George. <laughs> it's all right. I'll I'll try to get that headset from Roy as soon as I can. The fact that whatever this is is taking the image of Carson, it's unsettling. Oh, I think this is more than just taking his image. I think this is just Carson. However, he's back. It just play along with him for now. Roy, Carson arrives. Going, are you ready to go leech hunting? Is Dimitri around? As he looks at him and goes, I believe so. As he looks at the dog, looking up at him. And we're ready. Come. As he starts walking through the city with you guys. It seems this leech, she's near the old north net end, it seems. Dimitri is going to go ahead and follow. As long as Roy comes along too. 
I had one question about sense worm. Can I keep that up or is it just a it's like a concentration a... you have to concentrate to do it like you can't do anything else it's you okay trying to sense it you have to concentrate okay then uh never mind i'll do that later okay it seems that this leech has wards nothing that can hold us back but it sounds like she has corpses that walk and have the souls of the dead inhabiting them yeah, that is a... Sounds like a necromancer. That it does. Wanted to explain that so that we are all on the same page, Roy. Do we know whose souls occupy these corpses? No, but I suspect that once the corpse is rendered, the soul will return to the second veil. They have several ghostly servants, and... She is an ally to Nicholas, from what I've gathered from some of her servants I've been able to question before I came to the Karen. Roy will growl at the name of Nicholas. Yes. Servant to Nicholas. A blight on this town. Him and all the other leeches. There, that's the house. As you see, the really, really nice house. It's gated, things like that. Do either of you know have any ideas on technology there's a couple cameras that we can destroy as you see his eye turn you're free to join us too two hearts coral step up am i i wasn't invited you seem distrustful and i didn't wish to bring you any more pain or undue anger so i wish to make sure to step back and let you make your own choices Mm, still distrustful i me too, but to answer your question, Carson, I don't know how to tamper with technology. I don't have any gifts to disable it, but I I know a little bit about it. Good, then we'll just go through and erase the records. Acceptable? I believe so. Then let's begin as you see him shift into full Krinos. While... Dimitri and Carson are talking about the technology. Cora wants uh, is going to go over to Roy and like whisper, "Hey, give me the the thing, the earpiece." Roy will turn to Cora. This is two times. Now you haven't said please. I think this is more important. Are you going to argue? There's a long pause. What do you need it for? To talk to Kyle. Clearly, he's the person with, or he's the one with the other end of it. I'll still say, you didn't say please. You want respect. You must also give it. I feel like this is going to take too long, so... This is also just I'm a... Yeah, as Car- yeah, Carson yeah. just turns around and just goes, Are we doing this or not? So Cora's going to glare at Roy... And just whisper under her breath, your funeral. (laughs) And shift as well. I'll shift. I'll go ahead and shift too. Carson's body shifts into pure silver. As you see him run and he tackles the gates open. Cora will follow. You follow as the doors swing open and there are three corpses. Uh, Roll your initiatives, please. Uh, Carson is going to use the gift uh, mastery. So he's going to roll... Charisma leadership, 
difficulty wits plus three of the opponent and give it one non-suicidal command that it must obey for a number of turns equal to successes. And he's going to do that on the nice. corpse and tell it to run towards its master so that he can see where she is in this place. Okay, uh, corpse three is going to attack Carson. Just swing at him, Roy. I am going to activate my snake rope. Okay, we will roll Gnosis. Corpse two is going to swing at, uh, we'll say Dimitri. Corpse one, we'll just say, is going to claw at Cora. Uh, Dimitri. Um, I, you know, I'll do a, a dodge action. Uh, okay. And then I'll spend a rage to claw back at the corpse that's clawing at me. All right. Perfect. And Cora. I am going to spend two rage. I'm going to dodge and do two claws at the corpse that is attacking me. Okay. Oh, you whore. Would you like to use a mulligan chip? Not right now. All right, Dimitri. Okay. All right. Uh, and then... Miss. Oh, ouch. Real bad. Ouch. Real bad. Okay. So, you get to dodge, though. All right. They missed you. Okay. All right, Roy, roll Gnosis. Your, oh. your rope is activated, so you'll be able to use that next turn. Okay. All right, this one's clawing Carson. Carson is not dodging, but he will be soaking. He didn't soak, so he takes four points of bashing damage. Coming in and clawing Cora. Cora, roll your dodge. You successfully dodge. And then it is Carson's turn. So he gets to roll Charisma Leadership. And he's at a minus two, so eight. These creatures' wits is... For three turns, the uh, corpse number... Corpse number one will start running towards its master. It is Carson's turn again. Carson is going to spend a point of gnosis, shift his arm into a sword, and cut down the corpse that had attacked him. Corpse one is running. Corpse three is going to attack. Roy? Corpse three is attacking who? Uh, corpse three or corpse three is going to attack, uh, sorry, Carson. And so, since that's the one that hit him. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw my rope at corpse three and spend one point of rage to grip the head of corpse two and try and crush it with my, my hand. Corpse two is going to claw at Roy now. Dimitri? Oh, uh, I, I dodge. Yeah, I'll uh, move behind corpse two and I'll spend a point of rage and uh, attack two times with claws. Cora. Since nothing's attacking her, she's gonna spend. I'm gonna spend two rage and I'm going to claw twice at corpse three. Okay, make them rolls. That's four rollover. Heck yeah. There's the corpse soak. So you did two points of damage. That's all a rollover again. So it's the exact same roll. <laughs> Seven damage. Wow. It soaked three, so you did so four. four. It's still um, up. Last one. <laughs> All right, so you did five Damn. points of damage as you rip apart the corpse, as you just rip, grab, and claw, slamming it down, slashing, and going until you hit ribs f through its spine, and then rend as you've now clawed through some of the tile. Love it. Dimitri. Okay. You'll have to spend uh, a point of willpower to change your actions, or are you just going to claw 
claw, continue to claw the dead body. Okay. Uh, Could I spend a willpower to change yep, target so yep. to corpse so yep. two? Yep. You mean corpse three? Uh, corpse, corpse three, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spend a point of willpower and roll roll willpower. Diff eight. Oh. You're able to change your action. What are you changing your action to? Um, I am going to target uh, corpse number three instead. Okay. All right. Roll to attack. All right. That's three rollover. So you did one point of ag. All right. And then here's my second claw. That's all rollover. So it's the exact same roll as last time. Nice. So you did five. It is still up. All right. Roy, do your uh, I guess first. I should change my uh, action because of claw corpse two, right? Sure. Or just Yeah, you can do that. Rope. Okay. So you've changed your action. How do you want to change your action? Yep. I am going to just claw corpse three. After you rope him? Nope. Oh, you're just going to claw I'm, him. Okay. Yeah, Got I'm just going to I'm going to keep the rope on me, but I'm just going to claw him. It didn't soak anything. So you got five rollover. <laughs> you wipe out corpse three. Your second. Oh, so man. you grab corpse three you rip it up as it comes up you grab its head you rip it off and you crush it yeah carson is going to change God. his action since you know he doesn't need it anymore is he's going to spend a point of willpower it doesn't change his action he just slices through the air uh with his glowing sword arm though after you guys are watching the other corpse run you take it out and he's going to spend another point of gnosis and his stamina is eight plus U10 plus his survival. And he's gonna activate Luna's armor while you guys are going towards the vampire now because he's deciding he wants a little extra soak. Also, all of his damage is healed. If you took any damage, you've healed it because it was all bashing. Awesome. So he spends a point of Gnosis and his soak goes up by seven. So Carson has 17 soak right now. Wow. <laughs> He's not dying for a while. <laughs> yeah, so his soak is 17. It also means he doesn't really have to fucking dodge anything. <laughs> Luna's armor. Pretty strong. As you guys run in, you see several ghosts around. Roy, I need you to roll Frenzy. Four. Yeah, it's a crescent moon, so it is diff seven. I'm probably not going to Frenzy at all then. All right. You don't frenzy, but you do see in the mirror the face of... You see the face of Lisa staring back at you. And you see a young woman sitting there, angry, with more corpses all around, shuffling, and her there with a gun as she looks over. Nicholas is right. You would seek me out. How'd you learn my name, Roy Mindscape? It was a trivial matter. I got something that you must learn. Well, I learned your name and I learned where you came from. Isn't that right, Lisa? You'll leave Lisa out of this. No, I won't. If you come near me, I will summon other ghosts to forge her into soul steel and she will cry forever as a coin with her intellect intact so that she will suffer through the ages as simple fucking currency. Unless you get the fuck out of my haven right now. I've made peace with my past. Lisa should be living beyond the second veil, and you bring her 
here. You want to control those that have no voice? No, I will not stand for this. I will get my other ghost servants to smelt her down, turn her into soul steel. She will suffer for eternity, and I will make sure her mind is intact enough to know, Roy Mindscape, that you were the reason that she suffers for forever. Already knows. And she suffers already. Because of me. You think that she won't suffer more, losing the ability of her limbs? The ability to see? I've heard that you trekked through the underworld. You know what happens. I can turn her into a Stygian coin. I can get the spirits to do so because I have power over them and there are ways to knock the intellect out of them so that they are not aware for the rest of eternity. But there are other ways, punishment ways, so that they are. Don't try and be self-righteous. Don't be a fool. She will suffer for all of eternity if you stay here. If you attack me, I will make sure that she suffers 10,000 lifetimes, more than any ghost ever has, as she moves from pocket to pocket, screaming for oblivion. Roy will turn to Dimitri. The choices you have to make are tough. And I'll throw the rope at whoever this person is. Okay. Um, Dex melee, diff seven. Since you're kind of blind blind going from the yeah yeah and i use a willpower on this yes as the rope wraps around her and grapples her as she hisses and then i'll rush forward i'll stand atop on top of her and i'll look down pick her up by her her skull or her head with my crinos hand and i'll look her dead in the eye and i'll just tell her you have no power now and i'll just Crush her skull, just okay. like that. Try, try it. Straight strength, or um... yeah, we'll do a straight strength. Uh, it, like if you did a claw roll with no rollover. So she soaks some of it as you see her skin crush as she goes, "Get the fuck off me!" As you see, she feels unnaturally strong. Make a strength roll against her. Another one. Yep, another one. As she's trying to break your grapple now. I'll spend another willpower on this one. All right. So you hold, but she like busts partially out. Like her strength is unnaturally high. And she and I'll hisses. Conti- I'll continue to just keep squeezing the life out of her, her head. Well, as you try and squeeze though, one of the corpses comes and they tackle you. So they miss as they body tackle and miss, but there are multiple corpses coming at you as mm-hmm. you see Carson go, Boy, hold her up. I'll can keep holding her just the way I am. I'll turn to the side, but keep squeezing because I really want to just crush her skull for the the threat she made against uh, Lisa. Sure, you may make one more damage roll, which you can't spend willpower on. Oh, okay. Right, right. The the damage I can't spend willpower on. Yep. As she's cracking, as you see, her, you see like blood running back into her head as she's spending blood to heal. As Carson rushes forward. As he does about just as much damage as the sword shoots through and it misses you gracefully as there's a blade by your head, but she's still alive and another corpse attempts to tackle you and hits you as he knocks her out of your hand. Okay. And she Any... then, huh? Does does the body tackle not do damage? No, it doesn't. It just okay. does special. 
So, gotcha. Noxie, you slide out and you see her put her hands together as blood crackles out, as you see her body almost withering, as she almost seems corpse-like now, as her blood is nearly running out. And she rolls. As you see her command, it goes, grab her, forge her into steel. Let him suffer beyond the grave, knowing that even if he kills me, everything he loves will be ash. Roy, you can attack her. I will do so. I will spend a point of rage to attack her twice if I can. All right. She is allowed to dodge, though. So you hit with three rollover. As you get a hold and you swipe, taking her out. As you grab her skull and you crush. As the corpses kind of stop, they look around. As you see Lisa screaming and the ghosts that grab her stop. As the ghosts start leaving the corpses and you see the bodies crumble into a mass of rotten flesh and bone. I'm going to walk up to Lisa if I can. Okay. If she's not already leaving. Yeah, she's there and briefly. Yeah. I am sorry. I just want you to rest easy knowing I am sorry. As you just hear, I forgive you. She vanishes as Carson's hand turns back into a hand. Looks like it was a good thing I brought you along, Roy. Nicholas, just used the wrong tools to attack. He does not know what he's messing with now. He's now made an enemy for life, bringing my old family into this. One that I just moved beyond. No, Nicholas will pay. Agreed. Cora, thank you for covering my six. I need you alive to satiate my curiosity. Whatever you need to say, Cora. I'll bring the corpse to the Karen and mention that I was aided. I'll put you in better standing with the Karen. Cora kind of like shrug and like, yeah, we need it. <laughs> Dimitri, you said you knew technology. Could you look around and wipe any video evidence of us in Krynas so that we protect the veil? Uh, Dimitri is going to nod and go looking around for that security equipment. Appreciate it. As you see him shift into Hamid and starts looking for something to wrap the corpse in so that he can walk with it. As he does so and goes, I will leave you for the night. Thank you again for all your help. As he heaves it up, puts it on his shoulder. Just as the Winter Fang, you are great warriors. And Carson leaves. So I actually want to use Pulse of the Prey to track him, but not follow him. Okay. You track him, and he just goes straight to the Karen. Cool. Uh, that That's literally all I wanted to know. All right, and then uh, Dimitri is going to check down into Hamid and mess around with the uh, security equipment. All right, that's easy enough. It doesn't require a roll as you wow. okay. take care of it and you delete all the records. And I guess we leave and go back to our box in an yeah. alleyway. <laughs> hey, it's a pretty darn good box. It's yeah, a great box. hard doing that right. All right, so Kyle, you hear talk as you see Carson come in. You see him throw the corpse of a leech in. Another one down for your war. I hope this proves that I am still within the service of Gaia. As Wormherder goes, it is definitely evidence. We will give you that. You found him so quickly. What's your secret? I found one of their servants, the strange ones that give off the smell of old blood was able to extract a location. 
thanks to my silver fang gifts of persuasion. Kyle will just nod. I wish to let this Karen know as well that the ones you deem non-wolves helped me in this endeavor. They are still honorable. I know you have anger in your hearts, but please, calm that, calm it. They are honorable, they fought with honor, and they faced trials that would put any Garu to the test. Welcome them back. They have proven their worth, as he points to the corpse. Roy Mindscape crushed the skull as my blade pierced its heart. A couple days pass now. It is November the 29th. Zeb has returned. Yay! Welcome back, Zeb. As you guys see Zeb coming through the forest in the physical realm, because he took a bus most of the way here. Oh, you joke is holding him back and take transportation. Right. As uh, everything's calming down, everyone's talking about the return of the Strider. Kyle, you hear about the uh, a Strider has come to the Cairn with news? Oh, well, I will definitely go and see. As you see Zeb return. Welcome back, friend. It's good to be back, friend. It's been too long. I have a feeling you have some things to tell me. When isn't there news? Yes. Uh, and... If now is appropriate, Kyle will regale him with... In the middle of your regaling, the Moonbridge glow goes off, and you hear talk, The traitor has returned, shouting through the Karen, as you see Final Days striding into the Karen. As Final Days looks around, you hear shouting between him and Malcolm. As it goes, as you get closer, he goes, I never wished for this Karen to be destroyed malcolm look at what you've done what graham has died under your watch as worm herder goes fate dancer has given the honorable surrender this karen is ours and you will face justice for all you've done justice justice worm herder i challenge you then come face me and brian first wolf goes or gender final days, there will be no challenge to my packmate. You will challenge me. Understand, Philodox, that I am a rune of the silver blood, and what this means for you, Elder. I accept. Let us battle. I hope afterwards, fail or victory, that we can come to some sort of agreement. There's too much violence here. Blood spilt on these sacred grounds only weaken Golden Eagle. Weakens the visions of the future, and the apocalypse comes soon, First Wolf. I hope you understand. I've seen the spiritual death of this place, Final Days. Let us do battle and end this contention. The battle goes, and First Wolf trounces Silver Days. Though, Kyle Zeb, you understand why Final Days is such a dangerous opponent. Most of his powers are in stopping enemies from being able to attack him, manipulating their wills, manipulating their ability to attack and the strength of their arm. However, it seems First Wolf has steeled his mind and had strength of spirit to ignore all supernatural attempts at mind control, gift, vampiric magic, and the like. Regender's strategy was useless against this opponent. If it was against Wormherder, this fight may have gone very differently. As Wormherder goes, T- 
Take his life then, First Wolf. He is the one who brought this death here. He is the one who has corrupted the lands of my forebears. Is that really what you want, Malcolm? Enough of these summary executions calling for the death of our warriors here time and again. Enough blood's been spilled here. Again, this only weakens the spirit of this place and offends Golden Eagle. Older brother has this cairn. It is uncontested now. Those that would stand for it elsewise have been defeated. I will execute no one here today, and not for honorable combat that was faced. Your rage should be tempered now, brother. And your people should rejoice that they own this place. You're right, Brian. We will judge him fairly. And if I am aware, by the honor shown here by Kyle Guards the Low, the apt punishment should be the stripping of his tribe and a ronin to walk these wor- the, this world until the end comes. But it is not my decision to make. We will wait till the Philodox. December the 4th. Yeah, December the 4th. The moot is happening. And you guys are unbanished. Yeah! Unbanishment. (laughs) As you come back and you notice two armies in your home. (laughs) Yeah. As well as a terrifying get woman with a massive Jarl hammer, the fire starters, and a couple fewer Garu. Yeah. Holy shit. We'll go to... I'm gonna go to Kyle. What the fuck happened? Well, I can see what happened. Jesus. This is the result. Yeah. This is a Nutenacept now. I have followed you for a long time and worked with you and believed in you. But based on what's happened this last month, based on the results of those actions especially, I need you to relinquish your alpha position. I can understand your position, and I agree completely. The current state of our sept and many of the activities that we are partaking in are of a more political nature. They need a more reasonable voice, and in our pack, that is you. Thank you, Cora. But don't worry. When the time comes, I know you will still get to show your strength. I have no worries about this. (laughs) (laughs) There are many other things to be worried about. (laughs) uh, So many other things, things that are more important that need concern. This is not one of them. Zeb will go and round up these two knuckleheads. Yeah. Boys. I understand some things have gone or happened while I've been gone. I don't have to be the negligent parent. You have been gone for quite some time. I have indeed. And if that is a betrayal of your love and respect, I hope not, Roy. For I do have love for you both. Great. And it is therefore why I will say something to you now as I dedicate to both of you. I will declare myself Alpha of this group, and we will go before Owl to rename ourselves as something appropriate to this three. We shall call ourselves heretofore the Bad Omens, and Owl will guide us, and you will weigh in as you look to make yourself whole, as you consider all of the things your auspice and your tribe tell you, Roy. And you, Dimitri, will do the same, Howls in memory, 
and we will achieve something perhaps we have missed, and that is wisdom in our action before we decide to engage upon something that might bring down the downfall of everyone here. Do you fine brothers agree to this? I would not impose myself upon you or expect otherwise. I agree. I, I agree. I've always seen you as an equal or more. I see no reason why you shouldn't, should not be Alpha. I do have one question to ask. Of course, brother. Anything. What have you learned while you've been away for so long that you come back and your whole demeanor has changed? I've seen the hideous end, my friend. I have seen death reign and what could be recovered of it, and I have seen the consequences of things that would reach across the veil and meddle in what should not be. There are things we are missing, I feel, Roy. I feel the, I feel the puzzle is incomplete, and I fear that there is darkness looming. I asked myself the question. You asked it too. What does death fear? I fear every day that I learn the answer to that question, and soon there will be call it what you will, Kors, Ragnarok, or otherwise, something will reckon here, and we must be ready to be for it, for we are already weakened, and the worm festers. And so it shall be. Your wisdom will guide us, and the rest of the Garu Nation, and I can't think of a better alpha to follow in these trying times. I'll go ahead and bear my throat then. I'll just I'll just reach out and, and, and touch the side of like his his neck and his cheek. Alright. I depend on your questions, Roy, and I depend on your joy in life. We will work together on Is your conviction so weak, Worm Hunter? The beast lies there, the corruptor stands ready, my hammer ready to brain him. I only agree to the Philodox for the one of your tribe. Kyle's gonna mosey on over there. <laughs> See what's happening? <laughs> just mosey, just like, hmm, wonder what's going on. Oh just shit! A hop, the skip and a jump. Oh shit! The TV spilling. This looks bad. This <laughs> looks bad. As you see, Worm Herder, we will not spill any more blood here. We will give them all a fair shake. A fair shake. You dare he was going to snatch it from you? No wonder older brother lost all their Karens in the second war of rage. You are too weak to kill an enemy at your own gates. As you see several members of older brother shift into Krynos, growling and snarling. And you see her shift into Krynos, holding the hammer in one hand. As you see blood seem to run from her hand and the hammer begin to crackle with lightning. Quiet, and I will gut all of you, smash your skulls. You are not the first unworthy to be crushed underfoot. When you hear a howl, it is a long, drawn-out howl, full of disgust and anger. As you see a silver fang padding in, it is Howling King, but flanked by him is James Howls of Fear as well as another silver fang. Long silver hair, a great eye patch over him, as well as a black fury and a younger, a member of younger brother on his side, a grand clave upon him. James Howls of Fear. 
Arun, Elder of the Shadow Lords, and Judge of Doom, who has come to deal with you. As the other Silverfang stops, I have collected my brother here. He was on his way back, and we explained what the rumors were. He has accepted stepping down until we figure out what has happened. Brother First Wolf, to all, I'm sure many recognize me, but I will introduce myself all the same. Jonas Albrecht, Silverfang, Elder, Gaian King, and we will see what happens next time. Thank you to everyone who joined. We'll all see you in that next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.